Hello, Northumberland County. This is Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's real estate talk show. I'm Dale Bryant, and I'm on the streets, and I'm in your neighborhoods as an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And Reality Realty is your local real estate forum where we take on, talk about, and we interview guests on all things real estate having a direct focus on Northumberland County and the communities within it. If there's a move in your future, call a realtor from your local Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. They are the sponsors for Reality Realty. And before you start talking to them, thank them for helping to make this show possible. Joining us in a few minutes will be real estate sales representative Aaron Toms. Aaron is a radio personality and she is also sales representative with Northumberland Hills Realty and she got a chuckle out of that uh, radio personality I think and we have another radio personality on today as a guest we have Carol Ann Bryant who is a mortgage broker with the Broker Financial Group they will be on in just a few minutes and we will be answering your questions live today this will be a reality realty first we've been up since We've been up since September, October 2014, and we've never had a live Answer Your Questions show. We've already had some questions sent to us this morning, and, you, and you'll be able to either, I'll give you some options right now, you'll be able to either call into the radio station at 905-372-2321, or you can text Carol Ann Bryant for mortgage questions at 289-251-2948 or you could text Aaron Toms for real estate questions at 905-376-0246 or you can text me for real estate questions at 289-251-2947 and I will be uh, repeating those numbers again, uh, just before we get into that uh, question and answer part of our show. We will also look at snapshot of your local real estate market. We're going to review your thoughts. That's the last active survey we had in a Reality Realty survey. So first things first, let's take a look at a snapshot of today's residential real estate market here in Northumberland County. Over the past month, there has been 180 residential sales uh, in, in our community, and that leaves us with an inventory of 359 active listings. If we take a look back over the past year, the average listing price of residential real estate that successfully sold has been approximately $320,000 listing price. And the selling price of those successful sales over the past 12 months has been approximately $311,000. So people have been receiving 97% of their asking price, those that are successful at selling, selling, in a market time of 63 days. So if anybody's asking or wondering, what is the average price of residential real estate in our community, 311,000 over the past year. Big number. I think it's a big number. I look back when we first started this show in 2014 and uh, it has grown so much since then. So we are in a seller's market with an absorption rate of 50%. Now, traditionally speaking, 
anything above 20% is a seller's market, and we are at 50%. So you can see how we've blown by the uh, entrance level of it being a seller's market. I research these Northumberland County statistics, and I calculate the absorption rate using information from List Central, and that is the realtor component of the MLS system. If you're thinking of buying or selling a home, you'll want this kind of information to be area-specific, not general like we're giving you right now. We, you would want this information to be specific to the property type you're dealing with and the price band it's in. So what do you do? You should be talking to your local realtor to understand the Northumberland market information that's most relevant to you. Today's mortgage rates. We still are reporting a five-year fixed as low as 2.49% and a five-year variable as low as 2.2%. And today's rates come to us from mortgage broker and guest of today's show, Carol Ann Bryant with Broker Financial Group. And that, folks, is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market here in Northumberland County. We'll take a look at your thoughts and your thoughts. This is a review of your answers and comments from last week's survey. And last, well, it's more than last week because just full disclosure, I've missed two weeks. You've heard two weeks of repeat broadcasts. Uh, the real estate market's been extremely busy and uh, it's hard to justify to a client that you are going to spend an hour on radio instead of uh, instead of accepting an offer so this is about a three-week-old survey and it's about concerns you may or may not have about buying a home that's being privately sold so we asked you are you cons what what could be your concerns if any and are you concerned the first question was are you concerned about overspending because do you really even know what the market value would be if, if the for sale by owner has set their price and maybe not been uh, guided by any sort of detailed market analysis? So we basically had, uh, we had a, a one to five scale, five being very concerned, one being not concerned at all. And 40% of the respondents said that they were very concerned about the market price if the price would be accurate and about spending too much An another 40 percent said you know four out of five they're they're concerned but not to the extreme and and 20 percent of those were right in the middle they didn't really know what to think about that buying from a do-it-yourselfer is the next question and the, the follow-up to that was if they're listing and selling their own home what other work have they done in the house without calling in a professional? Well, we had 80% of respondents said they're very concerned with that. If, if it's that do-it-yourselfer sort of approach, that uh, they are concerned with, with uh, that kind of work being done. Uh, third question we had, are you concerned with protecting yourself with contract language and during negotiations of the purchasing process. We had we only had 60% that said they were very concerned. We had 
20% saying that they're four out of five, you know, n- not very concerned, but quite concerned. And and uh, 20% were saying they're in the middle. They didn't know what to think. And the last question we had here was total level of concern. So taking everything into account, and, and these figures, I mean, I'm just going to report them the way they are. They don't necessarily make sense to me right now. But we had uh, the first three questions were very much in favor of uh, four and five, especially five being very concerned. We had nothing in one and two, but we had we had twenty percent of the or we had ten percent of the people uh, say they were not concerned at all. I don't know uh, if they answered the first three questions, but uh, they said their overall level of concern was not at all. Uh, the biggest the biggest concern was at uh, four. So generally speaking, most of you who participated were about a four out of five for being concerned. And those were your thoughts. Our new survey is out, and uh, the you can get at it by looking me up online. Look for my Facebook page or my Twitter page, Dale Bryant Real Estate Twitter or Dale Bryant Real Estate Facebook, and there will be a link for today's survey. And today's survey is, it has one question with a follow-up, if you choose. And the question is, on your next real estate transaction, will you be using a local realtor? Will you choose to use a local realtor? Or will you choose to use an out-of-town realtor? And then the follow-up, if you choose, is why? Why would you choose either or? And I took a quick look before we aired today. We've already had one respondent on our survey. We'd like, we'd like to hear your thoughts and what you have to say. So once again, look me up on Facebook or Twitter and be involved in our survey. This is just a reminder that the views and opinions expressed by me, co-hosts, guests of the show, or any of the articles presented do not represent the views and opinions of the station of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, of any real estate brokerage, or of any other realtor. They're simply our views and opinions at this time. So I'd like to welcome the ladies here who are guests guests of the show. I'd like to welcome today Aaron Toms and Carol Ann Bryant. Welcome, ladies, to the show. Thanks, Dale, for having us. Good morning. Good morning. And Aaron Toms is uh, a realtor with Northumberland Hills Realty Incorporated. And Carol Ann Bryant is a mortgage broker with the Broker Financial Group here in town. So, ladies, thank you for braving this. Thank you for offering to be at at the listener's mercy for the next the, the rest of the show uh hopefully we're not broadsided with uh, questions that are going to be just you know very <laughs> should i stumped? say yeah, we'll stumped? We, we don't want to be stumped but uh <laughs> well, luckily for me so far the questions that i've received are all really geared for carol ann so that's oh, <laughs> that worked out well Aaron. <laughs> it did it did indeed yeah okay so uh, carol ann yes d- d- do you did do you get any questions coming in? I, I've I've had a couple come in so far, and yeah. and folks, oh, let me review this here. If if you would like to participate, if you have a question on real estate or mortgages, here's the station number, and and you can give them to Lane, and Lane will bring them into us to answer. 
The station number is 905-372-2321. If you would like to text Carol Ann a mortgage question, her number is 289-251-2948. Or if you would like to text Erin a question, you can get her at 905 376 0246, or you can text me at 289 251 2947. So, Caroline, you said you, you have received a, at least one question so far? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I have a couple, yeah. So, why in. why don't you start this off, Caroline, and uh, sure. read, read us the first question? And The first question is mortgage life insurance required? <clears throat> the answer is no. Um, it is optional insurance that you can purchase, and it's different than the insurance that you have to get um, if you don't have 20% for a down payment. So don't get confused about the two. The mortgage life protection insurance is not required. It is optional life insurance or disability insurance that you will be offered. But it, but it's recommended, isn't <clears throat> it? You should have some kind of insurance, uh, definitely. Most people have life insurance through their companies or other other means that is enough to cover them in the event that there is a death in the family and, you know, the other person is left to carry the cost of the mortgage. You, you want to have some sort of coverage so that the person that uh, is left can pay the bills. Right. And, and uh, what I understand as well is, if you don't want the mortgage insurance, you typically have to sign off of it, don't you? You do. You have to sign that you're waiving. Yes. And and why is that? I I believe that is so. In the case that something awful was to happen, um, you can't go back and say, "Well, I was never offered that option to have my mortgage paid off." Should should a a death occur. So it's just a, a paper trail to say you were offered it and yeah. you declined it. Because I mean, none of us are planning on something no. so big in our lives to happen that would affect that. So, right. so they are surprises. But uh, I mean, I've heard I've th- heard through the industry a number of stories where people have both on both sides either not uh, opted to get that life insurance and then something tragic has happened. Uh, just weeks later, days or weeks later, and I've heard the other way, where they have opted to do something and they've been so grateful uh, that they mm-hmm. have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it is not a requirement that you have that insurance to get your financing approved. Right. Well, Erin, you, you got that phone there? You're, you're I do. So we'll get to the first question, which is... One for Carol Ann, and John wanted to know if you can buy a house with less than 5% down payment. Um, yes, you can, and this is how that happens. If you yourself does, does not ha- do not have the 5%, which is the minimum required for qualification, you could have gifted funds um, w- from an immediate family member. So in essence, you don't have the 5%, but a family member is gifting it to you, and it is a gift that is not to be repaid. It's not a loan. You can also, some some lenders will allow you to borrow the 5% for the down payment. So a loan or a line of credit you can use, a 
credit card you could use if you want. But if you do that, that borrowing those funds is calculated into your qualification. So by doing by doing that, that might put your ratios over and you might not qualify to purchase the house. So you want to make sure that's all figured out prior with your mortgage broker or your bank. So, But there's no longer, there is no longer 100% financing. We used to have that several years ago where you didn't have to come up with any money whatsoever. The bank, the mortgage company would lend you 100% to buy that house. That no longer exists. There are cashback programs that lenders have, um, you know, one, two, three percent cash back. And that can be used for closing costs or buying stuff for the house. It cannot be used for a down payment, but you pay a higher interest rate with those cash back programs and they'll be clawed back should you break your mortgage before the end of the term. Right. So so the the five percent if I'm if I'm hearing you right the five percent is still required yes it's just how you get exactly. the five percent yep yeah. yep perfect all right well why don't why don't i uh why don't i read out a question here and i received this question from naomi and uh, aaron we can both take turns at answering this question okay all righty all right uh, and you can go first the question is why do i have to go first <laughs> you should go first it's your right. show all right <laughs> i'll go first then the the question is what is your favorite part if if you had to pick just one what is your favorite part of being a real estate agent Ooh, that's a Ooh. good one. Maybe I wasn't. Yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I mean, I could go first and then take your answer if you want. No, no, uh, no, <laughs> no. Um, no. So my favorite part about being a realtor is probably the flexibility in my day. And I'm constantly seeing new things, new homes, new people. I'm not stuck to a nine to five because I just can't do it. Mm. Um, I like having the option of, you know, maybe having an afternoon off, but then working in the evening or working through the day and not working in the evening. And, you know, also, you know, a lot of the stuff we do when we're not out on the road showing property, we're, I can do at home in my pajamas, which is my favorite place to be. So <laughs> <laughs> that is probably my favorite part about being a realtor. I mean, in one sense, you know, you talk about uh, working from home in a, let's say, a casual environment, <laughs> and uh, that's that's a plus, mm -hmm. and some would see it as not a plus e as well, because that means there's never a time you're punching the clock. There's never a start time. You could be you could be dragging yourself out of bed early, and doing your work in this casual environment r while you're eating breakfast or before. And yeah, that could carry way into late at night too. And so it, it does, but it does. You yeah. know, I'll I'll take that over having to be somewhere at a scheduled time on a daily basis. I'm I'm not a routine person, so yeah. Well, let's see. If if I was, if I was to answer this, I think, and and and, and the question from Naomi was, if you could only, you know, just one pick. So, but I'm thinking this in in two different ways. I, one way. I would say I love when when the, the your client gets to the place where we have the success. You know, we've found the ideal home for them and successfully purchased it at a price that they're happy with or or vice versa, sold the home 
for the client. I love that uh, success because the home is such an important part of our lives. But but the success of a client, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean real estate. That could apply to any occupation, really, because, you know, people doing uh, their business love success, and, and that's not uncommon. But if it's to be real estate specific, I, I would I would tend to agree with uh, something like Aaron said, and, and looking at the complexity of our industry, I love the fact that you, and one at one moment you're sitting down and it's so analytical and you're calculating market and you're i mean it's not only just what happened but there's a a bit of projecting the future as well i love the the psychological part of it in the negotiations i love the, like you said meeting new people i like it that we're in our cars traveling the community in in homes seeing different architecture and and uh, and finishes and design elements that are that are very recent and and many more that are not so recent. <laughs> so I I would say if it's real estate in specific, I love the complexity of our job and how interesting it is. If it's just if it's just career, uh, I would likely go first for you know uh, being that successful moment with your client and coming through for them. I love I love that. Yeah, Carol Ann. Well, oh, just hold on. No questions. We're into break time. So, I mean, I can see how this day is going to go by pretty quick. Folks, you've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break, and we'll answer more of your mortgage and real estate questions. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And my guests today are Carol Ann Bryant, mortgage broker with the Broker Financial Group, and Aaron Toms, a real estate sales representative with Northumberland Hills Realty. We have been in the first section of our show. We have been answering your real estate and mortgage questions. First time ever for Reality Realty to take on this live answering, put ourselves in a vulnerable spot to uh, be possibly challenged with mm-hmm. your questions. And I will just read the phone numbers that you can uh, either text to. So you could text to myself, 289 289- Two five one two nine four seven, or you could text Carol Ann at two eight nine two five one two nine four eight. You could also text Aaron at nine zero five three seven six zero two four six, or you could call into the sh- station at nine zero five three seven two twenty three twenty one, and you could leave your question with Lane, and Lane will pass it along to us. And speaking of a question from Lane, we've had a caller call into the station, and we have a question from Betty. And Betty has asked, when purchasing vacant land, what should we be aware of? So, Betty, the one thing to be aware of when doing vacant land, uh, buying vacant land, is is what what are your intended uses of this vacant land? Do you intend typically intend to build something on a house on so you need to find out i would think the biggest thing that we think about is 
are there any environmental concerns on that land? Uh, the Oak Ridges Moraine is a a big environmentally protected uh, big area. yeah big area <laughs> that that starts in around Niagara <coughs> Falls and and it makes its way and and ends somewhere very close to uh, the east side of Northumberland County, and that's always a consideration uh, whether because that will dictate an environmental. Um, environmental divisions of our government have a lot of muscle and we are trying to protect uh, the wildlife and anything endangered be it bugs or weeds or I'm not sure but mm-hmm. and the in wa- our water sources so you need to make sure there's no environmental problems with that and it's it's more than just the Oak Ridges Moraine uh, you may be needing to talk to the Lower Trent Conservation Authority or the Ganaraska Conservation Authority to find out about our our water tables and where where our water springs are and there's definitely restrictions and setbacks from from water features like creeks and ponds and lakes. Uh, the other thing is uh, just building permits. Uh, you know, will you be able to successfully have a, the building permit that you may need? And so you want to have in any offer, you want to have that kind of language so that you have time to do your own due diligence on that. Now, Caroline, I'm going to I'm going to yeah. pass this over for a minute to you because. Some people are surprised. We just talked about the 5% down uh, mm-hmm. before break on residential real estate. Some people are, think they'd like to build a home, and then they're all of a sudden surprised at what it takes to do vacant land. Right. So that's different kind of financing. Mm-hmm. Um, most uh, lenders, 50% is what they require you to have for a down payment to purchase the land. Um it can be a little bit different if you're getting right into sort of construction financing, and that's a whole other ball game. But if you're buying the land and you um, are going to hold on to it for a while before you build, 50% down payment. If you're getting into construction financing, there's some variances there, which are maybe an entire show we could have one time, construction financing. All right. What <laughs> Yeah, I won't ask my question. (laughs) What what are you doing next week? Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, so, Betty, that's your answer on when purchasing vacant land, what should I be aware of? I mean, uh, some land is in a floodplain. There's there's all sorts of different uh, things that could possibly trip you up. So it's um, a trip to uh, the planning department, uh, maybe a phone call to the conservation authority and find out what's going on there and and maybe your real your realtor has some answers as well i know me as a realtor i i i like to find out information on the property but at the same time i like you the buyer to do your own due diligence i like it when you get it firsthand uh from the source and then there's no mistaking uh the answers to those questions aaron do you have anything else come up? Well, I do have a couple a couple of questions, mm-hmm. but I also just uh, got a text saying that you need to check your Facebook. I need to check. <laughs> Is it me that needs to it, check? It's you that needs to check your Facebook, Dale. Yes, not me. I'm diligent and have mine up and running in oh. the background. Oh, brother. But, okay. Um, well, I, I, did, I did get a question from Facebook this morning before we went on. So as I'm scrambling, <laughs> as I'm scrambling to do Facebook here... Maybe uh, 
maybe my lovely bride will uh, call up my Facebook on my <laughs> phone. So here's a question that came up on Facebook from one of our listeners. Uh, brother, now we have uh, password protect on my Facebook. Okay. Anyways, let's, let's handle this question here. And this question comes from Catherine. And Catherine asked me via Facebook this morning, what things should an investor consider when they're looking at condos as investment properties? Uh, Catherine's saying that her interest is in the local condo developments in Northumberland County. So what are, uh, what are considerations, Catherine, for that? So I would, say, I would say, Catherine, one of the things to consider, and, and Aaron, just pipe in if you, if you think I, I need to add something or if I miss something here, but I'm thinking, one, how rentable is the property and how popular is that property as far as, as, far as getting tenants? Is it, is it going to be difficult to find tenants? Uh, generally speaking, here in Northumberland County, we have a lack of yeah, good good rental properties, don't we, Aaron? Big shortage right now. Yeah. Yes. So it, it typically isn't a concern here in Northumberland County as far as being able to get a tenant. I would think uh, I would think you need to, from a real estate standpoint, I would think you need to become familiar with what rents you can uh, you can get for that type of uh, condo investment, and also I would I would. And then you would compare that to the price that uh, the people are asking and what, what you'd be willing to pay. I think also you have to think in the way of the tenant. What, what kind of uh, lifestyle are the tenants looking for? Is there going to be enough space in the condo? Is it, uh, you know, we get, we get a number of one bedroom or one bedroom plus den, or, or are you thinking that... Uh, that y- you want a two-bedroom to be m- more versatile to more p- um, future tenants. Uh, you know, it, it, locker space. Not every condo has a locker. So you're, you're trying to think of what kind of tenants, too, you're trying to attract. A, a number of our condos in town are really geared to more mature people. At least that's, that's who are either owning them or, or tenanting them. Would you agree with that, Erin? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. They're quiet buildings. Yeah. And, and so, you, you know, you got to think about what, what will that type of person uh, enjoy in a condo. Uh, yeah. And so which, which ones will be attracted? The other thing, Aaron, it would be the status certificate. I mean, in that status certificate, you're, you're going to want to put in an offer that, uh, that you get a chance, your lawyer gets a chance to review the status certificate you're going to want to see what kind of uh, reserve fund study that they've done uh, anticipating uh, expenses in the future. You're going to want to see the financials, how much is in the reserve fund, and your lawyer is someone who's equipped to analyze this uh, more than the average person. They're seeing these on a regular basis. So you want to know the financial state of that condo, how healthy it is and, and maintenance-wise. And then the other thing I think would be uh, rules and regulations, which will also come in that status certificate. Uh, you know, biggest rule regulation I think of that people ask about is pets. So, you know, do you do you want your tenants to be able to have pets or not? And 
And if you if the answer is no, maybe you just want to look for a no pet uh, condo, and that makes that simple. Uh, what do you think? A- anything else, Erin? Well, maybe parking, too. Some of them will mm-hmm. only have, like, one parking mm-hmm. space. So if you're trying to rent to a couple that needs two parking mm-hmm. spaces, then, you know, you're going to have to find a way to work with that for them. And Yeah, and, and, and another thing I just thought of is, uh, Catherine, is, is talking to your accountant. Maybe your accountant has clients who already do what you're looking to do. Uh, They have clients who have invested in a condo for rent and working with those clients over the years, you know, maybe they've discovered along with the clients uh, some of the accounting things to keep in in mind for Mm -hmm. this kind of investment. Hey, Carol Ann, anything on the mortgage front that uh, Uh, people should be thinking of? Well, no, but I found I I was able to uh, find out the question on your Facebook so this nice is a, digging. Nice digging. <laughs> this is for you and Aaron. Right. What are some mistakes that people commonly make while trying to get their house ready to sell? Discuss. Hmm. Common mistakes that people make. Uh, maybe people will go and repaint, but repaint in very bold colors, you know, mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of neutralizing. Um yeah, I I gotta I gotta think a mistake is to me is, is leaving money on the table. You know, you want to make your house saleable, and so I, I think it's and I see I, I work with a stager regularly, and I see what she can do when she comes into a place, and and we have our personal preferences when it comes to design and what we have in and around our home. And and I really think that missing missing the opportunity to have your home be uh, be a sought after home by the masses, like missing that opportunity of of decluttering, of showing how spacious your home can be, of of not putting the best foot forward. I think that can be a mistake. That uh, you know you're not optimizing your home for sale. Big one. Over improving also, you know, like oh. you don't want to spend a ton of money for somebody else necessarily, right? Like you want to get top dollar for your home, but you don't want to over improve. So you're getting top dollar, but it's not, you're but, not getting any of your investment back. Yeah. You know, you don't want to go out and spend $20,000 finishing a basement when it's only going to increase your home val- home's value by maybe five to ten thousand right that's a tricky that is a tricky one isn't it where where do you draw the line about improving your home because you don't get dollar for dollar right on some improvements no but as some of the improvements though might be worth it just to have that quick sale if you have small children if you operate a business out of your home you know you don't want to be flooded with showings and right and things like that so i mean i guess it determines its worth by you know, how it affects your lifestyle, but... I think, and, you know, I'm not a realtor, but I think three things really make a difference. Fresh coat of paint in, in neutral colors, cleaning your windows, mm-hmm. and decluttering. Those three things, mm-hmm. I think, are very cost-effective and make a huge difference in a house. Definitely, definitely. And, and here's another thing to think about, uh, a mistake that could be made... And I think about this market right now, this hot seller's market, 
and all our competing offers and uh, multiple competing offers. And one of the strategies that sellers are using now, and, and, and for good reason, is they're putting their house up for sale and they're holding off offers for three, four days. Now, I've seen this where <clears throat> people have priced their home at a competitive market value and what happens is you draw in lots of offers and three four days later when the offers come in you see some you see some very generous offers come in now a mistake that can be made in, in my opinion is that you price a little high you say okay it's a hot market i'm going to go higher than this maybe market value and then i'm going to delay three four days and so what i've seen happen here is the the general public maybe they like the home a lot maybe the, maybe they think the the price that you've set which is a little high is acceptable but they say mm, i'm reluctant now to get into a bidding war on top of that already yeah. a substantial price and and so i mean you can see that that day uh, that offer day and time come and go with no offers because they're just afraid of what might happen whereas had your price lower, you may end up even getting more money in the end because you did allow people to get into that competitive arena. I agree a hundred percent with that. Yeah, so. and and I mean this is something that uh, in our in our area, the, the realtors, we, I, even though we've had a bit of experience with it, it's happening more and more it's kind of all a the new, time. New phenomenal it's, right now, isn't it? Yeah, for, it is, yeah. and 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 so there is there's a, a little bit of a testing ground going on there. Do one of you ladies have a question here? I do, from Dale, and he wanted to know if it was worth spending money on landscaping. And that's not me, Dale. No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should have clarified that. But yeah, yeah, no, definitely. You get a huge return um, on your investment on landscaping. And you know what? Landscaping's, you see it before you go inside. So, mm. I mean, it's the first thing people see when they're coming to your door. So, And the last thing you see as you're driving away. That's right. That's right. Yeah, uh, we we had a show. Well, we had a show over a year ago, uh, and we did landscaping. And I remember uh, getting a source where, you know, we talk about what's what's the best way to spend money, and people say kitchen and baths because you you may get up to. And it, and this speaks to what you said, Aaron, about making improvements that you don't get your full money back. It's a bad return on investment. But they'll say kitchen and baths, you'll get up to seventy five percent back. I mean. Y I've seen that before. I, I uh, found a source, a reliable source on that show, and it was saying landscaping can be up to 200% return on investment. For yeah, I saw something the other day that said 210% return. Wow. Yeah. So, like, that's the most you'll get back on yeah. anything you can do to your home. I've, so. I've never seen anything that touches that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Caroline, do yes. you have one? We got we have time for one more, and then we're going to have have to have a break. Yeah, sure. Um, a question came in: What are my options when my mortgage comes up for renewal? So you have a few options. You can pay it off in full, should you have come into a large sum of money somehow. Mm -hmm. uh, you can completely pay it off. Uh, you can renew with the the lender that is holding your mortgage at the time. You'll be sent a, a notice of renewal. Um, I, always, I recommend, though, that you shop around. That is an option that you have at the time of renewal. Shop around. You may not be offered the best interest rate from your current uh, lender. 
So you do have the option of moving away from that that lender because you've completed your obligation of whatever your term is with them so you move you can move on to another lender and and pay pay that existing lender out with the new lender's uh, mortgage excellent and well ladies this is uh this is break time so folks you've been listening to reality realty northumberland 89.7 fm's local real estate talk join us after this break and we'll continue to take on your real estate and mortgage questions Welcome back. This is your Real Estate Forum, Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant. And my guests today are Aaron Toms, Real Estate Sales Representative with Northumberland Hills Realty, Inc., and Carol Ann Bryant, Mortgage Broker with the Broker Financial Group. So far today, we've been answering your real estate and mortgage questions live. We've been we've been receiving your questions via phone into the station via texting to our cell phones and uh, over social media as well we've received some questions so i'll just give you the phone numbers once again if you have a question for this last segment of our show you can phone into the station at 905-372-2321 and give lane your question she'll bring it to us or you can text me at 289-251-2947 or you could text Carol Ann your mortgage question at 289-251-2948. 289-251-2948. Or you could text Aaron at 905-376-0246. Aaron, you were, you were signaling you have another question I here. I do have another question, and they would like to know that if you have less than 25% down, do you or are you forced to buy the CMHC insurance? It's actually if you have less than 20%. It used okay. to be 25 a long time ago. So, yes, if you have less than 20% down, you well, all mortgages are insured. It's just whether the lender pays the premium or you pay the premium as the buyer or as the person who needs the mortgage. So if you have 5, 10, 15% for a down payment, then you pay, whether it's CMHC, Genworth, or Canada Guarantee, you pay that insurance premium. It is a one-time fee that is added onto your mortgage loan. Very good. Uh, I should say there is one other exception. Sometimes if you're buying an investment property, uh, there are cases where buying an investment property depending on the lender you may have to pay the insurance premium but just buying a residential home twenty mm-hmm. percent down payment or more the lender will cover the insurance premium all right Aaron I have one here and this this comes from ed and and you're gonna maybe you're gonna like this question Aaron or maybe you'll just say Dale answer it <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, throw it back on me. What is the standard real estate commission rate <laughs> in Coburg? I don't know that there is a standard real estate commission rate as we're all self-employed. We're all individual and we all operate our businesses how we see fit. Um, oftentimes you'll see realtors who don't even have a set standard commission for their own business. You know, it varies on the situation that they're in. So. Yeah, that's and, my answer. What's yours, Dale? Well, <laughs> I, I would like to say to Ed, I mean, it's it's not even lawful for us to say there is a standard 
real estate rate in in any community. Uh, it's always negotiable. It's always potentially negotiable. I mean, uh, some some realtors, just like Aaron said, some realtors may choose. I mean, they have the opportunity to choose to make uh, a, a rate with client A different than with client B. Mm-hmm. Other realtors will say, you know what, uh, I work for this amount and I have to work for this amount or it doesn't make sense. And and it can be different. So it's always negotiable, Ed. It's, it's just how how successful will you be at negotiating with particular realtors? <laughs> yeah. Does that sound right, Aaron? That, that sounds right, yeah. Uh, and I mean, the, the, the next question would be also, if, if you're choosing a realtor and you're trying to negotiate his or her commission and they can't defend their commission and you, you successfully win that negotiation... Is that the realtor that you want to negotiate the price of your home for you? Good, Good point. point, Dale. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to steal that, just so yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> steal that line, yeah. yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, either one of you have uh, – are we at the end? Do you have any more questions there? Um, well, there's one about home inspections. I, I think maybe I will let you answer since you work so closely with uh, – Dave for so long. All right. If you are purchasing a home and you buy that home and the home inspection says everything is fine, you move in and you find a major problem, something structural or electrical, thousands of dollars in repairs. Are there any methods of, you know, going back on that home inspector to cover the expenses or is there any recourse for action against that home inspector? That's a good question. Right. Okay, so the boy, oh boy, is that convoluted? <laughs> I know. And if, if that's why I said you should answer. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure about that, but I mean, if if uh, if any home inspector is uh, listening right now, they're they're going to be on the edge of their seat, wondering how I'm going to answer this. So this is this is what I would say is my best answer at this time. There are, there are bodies, there are governing bodies for home inspectors. And ho- today, in, in, in Ontario, home inspectors may or may not be a part of these organizations. Now, these organizations will have a uh, code of ethics. These organizations will have rules. And to be a member, uh, people would have had to have... Uh, had to have paid to likely to be part of this organization they would have to agree to abide by the code of ethics Uh, but it's not necessary you don't need to be today part of any of those and and it's not a a licensed industry so i mean you could just yeah today it's not but they're actively working on it it's already went through at least its first reading in legislation i can't remember if it's gone through its second but the CSA is also involved, Canadian Standards Association, and they're developing a, a minimum standard for home inspection. So it is going to become a regulated industry. And that's a good thing. And <laughs> Well, yeah, and, and us as realtors, we've seen 
uh, many in home inspectors do inspections to different degrees. Yes. And and so that that's going to go away. I mean, there's there's uh, home inspectors out there operating that don't even have any liability insurance for doing their business, and and that's going to go away with this uh, with well, this which is really legislating good, of the as industry. As a seller, if you have somebody you know purchasing your home and they're using an inspector who doesn't have any insurance, what happens if he say falls off your roof or something like that? Who mm. then like does that you know mm-hmm. put any kind of hindrance on the homeowner at that time because I know yeah. I wouldn't want someone who wasn't insured in my home and poking around my electrical panel and furnace and right. stuff like that. Yeah. So. And, and I've heard from home inspectors, legitimate home inspectors, that we would be surprised at the percentage of home inspectors out there that do not have insurance when they're doing that work. Crazy. So, so I guess if that's the home inspector you had when you bought your home and found out that, you know, there's something structurally ra- wrong with it, mm-hmm. you would have no recourse. <laughs> well, yeah, but, uh, yeah you'd be re- fully responsible yourself, uh, you and you alone. Mm-hmm. Here's one that just came in via Facebook. Uh, the question is from Ben. Ben, he's asking, why should I hire a realtor instead of just posting my house on Kijiji? Hmm. Erin. Well, I have in the past put my listings on Kijiji, and I don't know if you want to do it yourself and filter out all the emails where people are offering you $60. I mean, go right ahead. (laughs) But um, realtors bring a level of professionalism and experience and education to the game. Um, Often, too, um, sometimes you can't get title insurance when, you know, you're doing a private sale and... You know, being able to separate, I guess it depends. Do you have big shoulders? People are going to come into your house, and some people are going to like it, and some people aren't. Mm-hmm. So when they're telling you how much they hate it, how are you going to handle that? You know, like. Yeah, exactly. I, I think myself, uh, you know, as a woman, I would not want to have strangers coming into my home and I be the one that has to deal with them, the safety factor would bother me, uh, especially if you think about Kijiji (laughs) and the safety factor. I would like to have a realtor um, representing me and and dealing with, um, should we say, people that... Strangers. Okay, strangers. Strangers. Let's say strangers from Kijiji. Yeah. So, well, how about as a mortgage broker? Uh, If you're doing a mortgage and Mm -hmm. somebody is privately selling it on Kijiji, does that add complications to you getting a mortgage for the buyer? Yes, it does. Um, Definitely an appraisal will be required Mm -hmm. um, in a private sale. And uh, the lenders will scrutinize that property a little bit closer because, you know, it's a little bit more difficult for them to to view the property. Yeah. And then I'd, I'd like to just add money. I mean, at the end of the day, a real estate transaction is a whole lot about money. And if you're only advertising on Kijiji and some social media and you're not fully using a, 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 a proven and effective uh, marketing package, then you're not you're not getting your home out to the audience to the potential buyers that you could and you'll really you could potentially be really limited to the to the buyers and, and the kind of money your home brings in. 
I think it's a real handcuffs situation. Yeah, because as realtors, you don't go looking on Kijiji to find homes for your clients. No, exactly. That's not somewhere you go. No, there are the options, though. We see some that, because our inventory is so low right now, we are seeing, you know, realtors approaching the private sales and doing that sort of thing. But at the same time, if somebody's selling their home privately, and it may sell quickly right now. It mm-hmm. very well may. Yeah. But how do you know that you got the best price, right? You know, you don't have anybody saying, you know, you need to hold off on offers. You don't have anybody guiding you through that process mm-hmm. and advising you on whatever questions you have. And not to mention, I mean, just the, the clauses alone in an agreement of purchase and sale, do you understand them? You know, Mm -hmm. like these are things that realtors have gone to school for, um, continuously update their education for, is understanding the clauses and conditions in agreement of purchase and sale. Mm -hmm. To protect their buyers and sellers. Yeah, eight or nine years ago, you know, when I would never have sold my house privately. That was before I was licensed. And, you know, I would never have had – I'd have a slight idea of what these things were, but I never had the understanding then that I have – you know, now mm-hmm. after doing this almost nine years. Well, ladies, I I have a couple more questions, but I don't have any more time. I, I don't <laughs> know if you have any more questions on there, but yeah, I had a couple more. But yeah, we're we're. I'm sorry uh, for anyone who's uh, sent us a question. Uh, we are out of time. We tried to handle them as quickly as possible and, and without without just jumping over any one question. What do you think? What do you think of today? This uh, this format of uh, question and answer. Well, it was it was pretty cool. We're just missing Roz at the window, and you know, and <laughs> be like Dr. Fraser Crane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I so, you know, it was good. I was a little bit nervous, wondering what the questions were going to be, but it I turned know. out uh, it turned out well, and. Yeah. We'll have to do it again sometime since we have l- questions left over. Well, if we weren't awake coming in here, we certainly woke up as as we're on the spot having yes. to answer yes. questions. <laughs> so I, I'd like to thank uh, you, Carol Ann, for coming in. Carol Ann, if s- people want to know more about mortgages, how can they contact you? Well, my, the information oh, you've given I've out been, the cell phone. You know I'm so, <laughs> yeah, so I'm so used to saying this over yeah. and over again. Right. So you've heard you've heard like three times how to contact Carol Ann yeah. for uh, Carol Ann Bryant for mortgages. How to contact Aaron Toms for real estate. How to contact myself for real estate. So, ladies, thank you so much for uh, a great show today. Oh, I will. I will say one thing. Even though I have an office in in town. I'm not always in that office nine to five. So mm-hmm. if you you are trying to reach me that way, it's more by appointment, t- typically by appointment okay. for the office. All right. Perfect. So, folks, if you have any questions or comments about today's show or pertaining to any real estate, feel free to contact me, Dale Bryant, by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca or you can call into the radio station and leave a message. Remember to find me on social media. Fill in that survey and be heard. Uh, Don't forget to join me again next week on Reality Realty. I am a real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage, and our show is on every Thursday from 11 a.m. until 12 noon, and it's 89.7 FM, truly local radio. Until next week, folks.